week or so, I take the winding path behind my apartment complex down to Neary Lagoon. As I am there so often, I've been lucky enough to both listen to and watch the different species of birds come and go from the lagoon. The first time I visited Neary, about a year and a half ago, the only bird call I could recognize was a duck's, and I wasn't even really sure about that one. However, as I started paying more attention to the differences between how different birds looked and sounded, I started to appreciate Neary as a whole more. With that greater appreciation, I soon started to notice that I wasn't the only one who saw Neary Lagoon in this light. Birders and wildlife photographers alike would flock to Neary, armed with their binoculars and cameras to capture the variety of birds. How had I missed this entire world of people before? Now it seems so obvious, as I might even consider calling myself a birder. But to think that I had no idea that these passionate, bird-obsessed communities previously existed still blows my mind a little. As I sit on a bench on the docks, the bright sunlight covering both birds and birders alike, my mind starts to drift to another time when this seemingly eccentric group of people came into the media spotlight for the first time and made sure that they were heard. It's the year 2000 in Louisville, Kentucky. John Fitzpatrick, an ornithologist at Cornell, sits down to watch the PGA Golfing Championship. But he hears something strange. He calls in the hosting network, CBS, and asks, Are you using bird recordings from different games? It turns out Dr. Fitzpatrick was not alone. Apparently, there had already been multiple calls into the station to complain about the misplaced bird calls. And it wasn't just those calling in. Social media was a buzz. It's the same three-note cardinal song on every hole. Augusta CBS pumps in bird calls during the Masters, so I wouldn't put anything past NBC to do the same. Today I learned, CBS used to add bird songs to their golf broadcasts to get rid of awkward silences. Awkward to who? Who is watching golf at home and thinking it's awkward due to its silence? I work in TV as an audio engineer and I've gone out in the woods near a golf course to record some fill audio. Mostly got crickets and wind. You've got no idea how absurdly quiet golf is when putting it on TV. Anywhere on the players pumping in songs? I heard a type of woodpecker on every hole watching Sunday. The timing seems suspicious. I wouldn't know if those were local bird calls or not, unless I heard a gobble. Now you, much like the last commenter on Reddit, may be asking, how on earth did they identify the different bird calls, much less know if they were regionally accurate? While birders might have birds on the brain 24-7, anyone can gain this seeming superpower. Unbeknownst to you, you've probably heard bird calls over your life that you can recognize, even if you can't identify what bird they come from. I bet this one might be familiar to you. You probably picture a pan up to the sun and a guitar slide, or maybe a patriotic wave of the flag. The red-tailed hawk call is used in a lot of movies and TV shows, although sometimes erroneously associated with the bald eagle. The more and more you pay attention to bird sounds, the more and more you might start to notice the difference. For example...
pretty different, right? The first one was a California scrub jay. The second was a morning dove. To graph these calls, ornithologists use spectrographs, which plot the pitch of the call against time. Let's try one more. That first one was a California scrub jay again, and the second was a spotted toey. Both of them are a bit harsh sounding, but did you notice how the first one, the scrub jay, is slightly higher in pitch? If not, try listening again. See? You're on your way to becoming a certified birder. Now, imagine you started listening to these birds every day for years. If you heard the harsh call of a scrub jay when you expected the call of a morning dove, I think you'd be a little skeptical too. With one mystery down, that leaves one more to go. Why should anyone care? Let's say all these news programs, commercials, and golfing tournaments are pumping in bird sounds. Why should a bunch of bird enthusiasts care, much less you? While it may seem a little strange, that's the point entirely, that people do care. It's because people care that the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918 was put into place. This act prohibited Native American birds from being used for private benefit and commercial use. See, populations of egrets were almost destroyed as people liked to wear their feathers. The people who care are the people who bring about change. It's only when you care that you start to notice a problem. Avian extinction has increased sixfold since the 1500s, and since 1970, we've seen a 29% decrease in all bird populations. We only know that because people who love birds, ornithologists, really care and noticed something was wrong. I'm not saying that you should memorize all the birds in your area and call up your local news station when they use a scrub jay call instead of a stellar's jay, but I am encouraging you to listen to them both. Opening your ears to the bird sounds around you can bring a chuckle when you're watching your favorite show or even a little bit more joy to your morning walk. Who knows, you might even start to enjoy the bird sounds and become more interested in birds. You too might start to care. Thank mm -hmm. you.